The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. We are live from the Dollar Loan Center in Las Vegas, actually Henderson, Nevada. Uh, just on the outside of Las Vegas, I'm Derek Pearson, and next to me, the coach, Renee Saunders, next to her, Super Producer Rico running things, and of course, Harrison Orange back at the box, making us uh, look good, sound good, and keeping this thing there. We're expecting a full house. Uh, the entire Lowell Bowl, they think, uh, should be filled, uh, uh, should be fulled, and both teams in a familiar environment, except for the place they're playing. <laughs> they know each other. They just don't know the building <laughs> and how they're going to play in it. One and one, Las Vegas comes in this thing. Omaha comes in at two and two. Both teams have made had had signature wins, and then both have had losses that they kind of scratched their head about. Coach Saunders, first of all, welcome back to the fold. We missed you. Uh, I missed you guys, but I had a pretty good replacement in Grand Rapids. I don't know who that was. They weren't. They were not uh, re-upped for, I, for, for for game two. I'm disappointed we're not up in the catwalk. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really not. I don't, I don't know if Rico shared with you the nightmare that 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 was for me. He did tell me you were afraid of heights. Uh, yeah, it was it it was not good, but we got through. Professional. Let's figure out a way. Uh, and then, of course, the payoff was fantastic. The level of play, especially in the final three sets, gives us a lot to look forward to and a lot to look look up to, because the Supernovas stepped up in almost every way imaginable to, to knock off an under, unbeaten team and to get themselves right again. So, Coach, from, from, from the couch, let's start. Let's go back before we go forward. From the couch, what did you notice? What were the changes? If I asked you to give me three things that changed in Grand Rapids to your, to, to your liking, things that looked different and looked better. Well, I mean, there's the – there's the observable changes. Like, obviously, there were some lineup changes. Brooke was back in the lineup. That made a big difference. Hercina was in from Bulgaria, so she was in the lineup. Um, but, like, the intangibles that I noticed is that they actually showed that what they were made of. They showed a little bit of grit. They showed that when their backs were up against the wall this time, they weren't going to be denied. They, they fought hard for each other. Um, and I think I told you after the, after the show on – Oh, what day was that? Wednesday? What day was? What day is today? Yeah, today's today's Thursday. Thursday. So that was Monday. Um, I think I told you after the show on Monday. I think they're going to look back and be like, that was a pivotal moment in our season. And I know it's early, but when you're looking at being one and three or two and two, that's a big deal. And I thought Grand Rapids was a really good team, and we showed that we could go toe to toe and finish and that was something we were short on so observable would have been the lineup changes obviously with naughty setting versus sydney christine in the middle um and then brooke back on the outside so it would be like the three visible changes um but we've been winning the serve and pass game so i mean that really wasn't it it literally came down to they didn't go on runs maybe two and we found a way to finish i think that's the that's probably the, the biggest takeaway. But what I saw was a different team. And I wasn't there. I wish I would have because then you could really hear it. Um, but watching it through the 
the YouTube link, definitely a different team out there in the last, in the free volleyball portion than there was in the in the beginning of the game. I'll ask this because there's a big thing when you have to play those extra points. And while you, it didn't go to five sets, it felt like physically this was a marathon of a match. So as a coach, what are you trying to accomplish the day after a match like that? Rest. Rest, rehydrate, recuperate. Um, I would have put all of them in a ice bath. <laughs> I mean, I it's amazing what that'll do for your legs and i know that they were they were traveling the next day but they didn't travel till later so i probably would have had them probably would have had them in a nice bath you know taking care of their aches and pains you know brooke brooke on a recovering ankle playing an intense full match they have four matches in 10 days um recovery is going to be super important right now through, through all of it right that the return of, of, of players how are you coach good luck tonight the return of Brooke and what she brings to the table, what she brought to the table, what did you see from Brooke first night back after an injury like that? I mean, just consistency. She brings consistency, consistency in her effort. Um, her maturity on the floor is wise beyond her years. I think she brings um, she brings that experience to everybody and kind of, I mean, she just, she rubs on everybody else, right? So she gives those qualities to everybody else. I think she's someone that the other players look to when things get stressful for her to be like, hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, she's just a really good leader out there, and I wish I was in Grand Rapids so that I could, like, see it and hear it again. Like, when you're watching it, when you're watching on the link, it's just not, not the same. And so being able to, like, hear her communicate with her teammates and see how many high fives she's giving and what communication she's having with them is a lot different than watching on a link where you're not going to see all that. So she, I think having her back in line, it makes a big difference. Through, through that as well. So Christina comes in and immediately into the lineup, into the starting lineup, into that heavy rotation. As a coach, are you ever really worried about a player coming in late? What kind of shape are they in? You know, what the chemistry is like? Because you've got to turn that around pretty quickly to get her into the main rotation. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I mean, I knew that she was going to make a difference, and I knew that she would be an impact. I thought maybe just as a sub for the first match or two, so they had a couple more practices to work on setter hair connection. But after watching one practice with her in it, her leadership, he was her first practice with this team, and she's communicating, asking questions, and, and wanting to know exactly who does what, why they are, you know, on this attack, where are you going? Okay, so I need to make sure... I'm doing this. And so she was like a pure natural leader. She came in in fantastic shape. Um, I mean, she's kind of a plug and play. Yeah, and that's that's a unique thing, especially in the pro game with different responsibilities, different talents are highlighted. Um, was there a surprise at anything that she showed you or was this as advertised? Definitely as advertised, especially on the block. I hope to see her get a little bit more involved on the attack. I mean, she had some kills, but again, I, the connection didn't look super clean. Um, I'm thinking that's going to continue to get better. And I know that, you know, I think Bird really wants to run that middle attack. So keeping all three of our middles competing for those two spots and working hard with, against each other but for each other, um, they're all going to get better in the process. And, and then to say that does it, as a coach, when you take a player who starts the season in the starting rotation – and then move them to the bench 
the risk is that there is a step down in the mental. There's a step down in the physical because they don't get. But Tory Dixon seemed to excel being in the explosive moments. Is that is that a, is that a normal thing? Is it a common thing to have a starter come come off the bench and just change the game? <laughs> she was efficient, wasn't she? Yeah, Four like, kills, six swings. That's taking advantage of opportunities. You know, it's taking advantage of opportunities. I think we have two great setters. We have three great middles. We have multiple great outsides. Um, and just knowing, like, use this as an opportunity to rest your body a little bit, rest your mind. Use it as a reset. You know, Tori didn't start the last match. I believe she might get the start tonight. Um, and then Danielle now gets the reset. But the nice part is, is we know that we have a very qualified person who can come in if we need them. You know, so, the, I mean, to me, to me it makes it, it's a good thing because it's competition, right? And competition in its most generic form means that we're going to strive together, right? I'm going to push you. You're going to push me. We're both going to get better in the process. And if that's the case with this, with this team, by the end of the season, they're going to be superstars. We, we, we may have buried the lead in that and watching Valentin Anderson just come in and take the, take the keys. Right, just take the steering wheel and say, you know what, ride with me, ride with me. It it it's what you've talked about about her that her ability to just be constant and consistent and be being in flow. That's pretty impressive to watch. What did you see from Naughty uh, in Grand Rapids? Well, she had 50 set assists in four sets. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. She did a great job of finding her hitters. She's a seasoned veteran. She's played a lot of years, 10 years, I believe. Pro volleyball. Um, she's played on the national team for Puerto Rico. Like, she's played ball, so she knows how to perform out on this level. And I think that's an advantage for her. I also think that she just plays with a different zest for the game. She's fun to watch. You know, and, and she'll be the one that, like, will give me a side eye when they walk in the gym. Like, she just has, like, a different vibe about her that this is fun for her. And I think that that's really important. Um, can, can I ask you this thing? Is it fun for Coach Bird? Is it fun yet? Has she, has she settled into this enough that this is fun? I'm trying to determine if the word interesting is equal to fun All right. in her vocabulary. All right. So I might need a bird vocabulary. Uh, just to watch. Just to like be yeah. like, interesting, interesting. Oh, fun, fun. Okay, we're good. Yeah, like, um, uh, you know, it's, it's the dive in space, right? Um, I, to figure out what that was. Yeah, I think she will be a uh, – I think she's going to learn to have fun with it, but at the same time, like – it's a job. It, it, there's so much. There's so much going on around us uh, all the time. And again, in a new league, new franchise, new players, new chemistry, new organization. There's so many things that, that come into play. Uh, again, we're live from Las Vegas, the Dollar Loan uh, Arena. It's a rematch, but it's also again one of uh, the second of four meetings in the course of the year uh, to be able to get this thing done and an opportunity for both of these teams to turn this thing around when we come back uh we'll go to break we'll thank the folks from mullen motors uh for making this happen and when we come back i want to get into vegas we will talk about vegas and go up and down the roster and get some ideas about what we're going to look for uh tonight here in las vegas we'll be right right back you're listening to the supernovas radio network the supernovas radio network is live this is the omaha supernovas pregame show brought to you by mullen motors
Welcome back. We're live courtside pre-match. Uh, we're about 45 minutes away from first serve. Uh, again, there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of change of, of personnel. There's a lot of adjustments being made along the way. And again, we're, we're here to update you and let you know what it is. Um, coach, I, I want to talk coaches and to talk Coach Flory and what what her real frictions are going to be. Right? That it's the first home game, all the distractions that go with it. Uh, new players coming in, trying to figure it out, and then it's a team that you're playing against that's slightly familiar with you. What are the real challenges for Coach Hoyer tonight? Uh, you know, challenges aren't necessarily a bad thing, but I think the hype. There's going to be a lot of hype behind this game. I believe they're close to a sellout. Um, people, it's kind of like Omaha's first game. Everybody came out, wanted to see what the product looked like. It was kind of quiet. And then as the game went on, they decided, oh, yeah, we like this and got into it. So I think it's kind of a – it's, it's going to be a selling point for Vegas. Yeah, it, it, being in town for a couple of days and being able to talk to folks uh, and to have them, you know, to ask about the awareness. Like, you know, what are you doing here? Uh, wait, pro volleyball. Uh, I, I got to ride in with Jen Ray, and we were kind of joking that the next marketing project would be, did you know? Did you know that you have pro volleyball in Las Vegas? Uh, <laughs> let me let me tell you about pro volleyball in Las Vegas. Um, but this is a talented Vegas team. If I asked you who was the most talented player on the, on this Vegas roster, who comes to mind? Oh, my God. Yeah. You're going to make me pick one? Oh, just one. You aye, only aye, get aye. one. Can you I have get... more than one? Yeah, you can, you can tell the story. God, Hannah Maddox thoroughly impressed me when we played them yeah she was so dynamic on the outside she's really really fun to watch high flyer big arm but yeah she was smart and composed through like the whole match especially for a rookie other one is saskia hippie holy buckets that kid is good right side opposite um five-year pro played in au 33 years old she's just a she's just a rock on that right side like her termination against us was really high, so that's going to be a player that we're definitely going to have to keep our eyes on. Um, Maddox, Hippe, and then McCage. Good old McCage. She, well, she, she killed us in transition. I, I'm trying to recall, right, because I went, back, I went back to watch. Yeah, right, <laughs> to go back and, and listen to the, to, the, to the game and watch the game. And I just, it, it, there are things that pop out. So we'll go up and down the roster. Let's start with Murr because Murr the black just, hole just makes everything seem connected. What what does she do on the on the court that's going to make things make things interesting for her? She doesn't let a ball drop. Yeah. She covers two thirds of the floor. Um, every ball we hit cross court from our outside, she dug. I'm hoping that we don't do that again tonight. I'm hoping we have a little bit more of a a shot diversity going on with hitting a little bit more line maybe hitting some cross court um hitting more middle just trying to mix up where we're swinging we were going with our hard power shot and she was digging it every single time i think we've got to make sure we we're attacking different things but mer is like the black hole this league is filled with really good liberos well i mean that was what we were told and sometimes you, you know you go you kind of nod your head like of course but no. then you realize no it's not only really good it's exceptional right and no matter who you're playing against Getting, getting this ball down to the court is difficult to do. So you talked about the, the means of attack. How much of that, who controls that for Omaha? How I mean, do you control that? 
Well, they, they have a system, right? Like a basketball team has an offense. Might be a motion offense. Might be a zone offense. Might be a 1-3-1 versus 2-3, right? Basketball has an offense. Volleyball has an offense. They have a system they want to run. Um, and for us, it's to have a balanced attack. And it's not like the coach goes in and says, okay, Nadi, you are going to set middle the first three balls, and then you can set one to the right, one to the left, and then back to the middle, then back to here. I mean, Nadi's got to make her own decisions. But we do want to have balance on the court. So, and I think, and I'm pretty sure their system is similar to a lot of, a lot of places' systems is that they want to establish their middle, and then hopefully that opens up pins. And that can't just be establishing in the first five points. Like, you've got to, you've got to establish, and then you've got to reestablish, and then reestablish, and then reestablish. Because I think sometimes you get a little comfortable setting your pins because you're getting some kills, and the poor middles like, feed me, and they're not getting the ball. So you have to kind of reestablish, and then you can go to a pin, and then reestablish, and then go to a pin. Um, I, think, I think the setter determines who gets set and just being aware of who has the best matchup. You know, where's the best blocker? As a setter, do you want sometimes to force your hitters into a space? <laughs> <laughs> right, that maybe you see something that they don't see or you see something that you want them to attack. Um, yes, but instead of forcing them, I'd rather tell them, hey, I'm going to give you this ball closer to the pin, tool the outside hand. Or, hey, I'm going to set you a little tight, push it down in front of the block. But I'm not going to, like, surprise them because they're going to be like, what the heck was that set? Well, we saw that in, 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 <laughs> in matches one and two Yep. where there was some, well, wait a minute. You know, and the facial expressions told a lot. The body language told a lot. That's not where I expected it. That's not where I wanted. What did Vegas do in match one against Omaha to create some of the opportunities they had? They attacked every ball at our right side of the floor. We were out of system the entire match. So in system is when our setter is setting the second ball and they're inside the 10-foot line. Out of system is, can be two things. It's either when your setter is in scramble mode and they're off the net far away, or out of system is when your setter actually digs the first ball and your libero is taking the second ball, or your middle is taking the second ball. Tori likes to set. She's pretty good at it, too. She's got pretty good hands for a middle. But Vegas hit every ball to get us out of system. They, hit, they were hitting things to zone six, which is middle back, and zone one, which is right back. And so every time we dug a ball back there, we were out of system. It seemed purposeful, but it seemed slightly odd early in their season to it's have that sort of. Smart. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's just coaching. It's like, well, we don't know what we can do yet, so this is the plan. Follow the plan. Let's see if it works. And then once we have some film, we'll know. I told the coaches, I'm like, you know now everybody's going to attack you right back, right? <laughs> they well, just, well, they're like, yep. <laughs> well, we were looking at So the thing that jumped out at me again in match one was the great start that Omaha had. Yep. And then the left turn. What was the left turn? What changed? I wouldn't really call it a left turn, but, I mean, in terms – it's it's how volleyball goes. It's a game of momentum, and then it's also a game of runs. And so where we, we might have momentum, but then we struggle on our runs. So the things we have to do is realize when we have momentum and realize when we need to stop momentum. And then if we have momentum, we really got to push points and be the aggressor. And when we don't have momentum – We've got to find a way to be the aggressor because normally the team, the team who has the momentum is being the aggressor. So we've got to find a way to stop that with a big block, with a big dig, which you saw at the end of the Grand Rapids match. Yeah. They're, they, they're, they got pushed and they pushed back harder. There's so much of this that, that, again, as you set coaching plans, theories, schemes, and then the game happens and then you have to adjust. We'll throw it a break when we come back. I'll ask Coach Saunders to get into her coaching head. Oh boy! Yeah, that that the defensive the def we talked about the offense. Yep. Let's talk about what Vegas did defensively. 
because they, they were interesting in how they approached. We'll talk about that when we come back to the Supernovas Radio Network. The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. The fine, fantastic people from Mullen Motors to make this happen each and every game, home and away. We'll be on the road with you here on the Supernotas Radio Network. Myself, uh, Coach Renee Saunders, uh, Radio Rico doing his thing. Uh, Harrison Arns back at the boards, keeping this thing uh, on time and on purpose. Um, Coach, I, 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 I wanted to put a pin there in the discussion that we were having. Again, how Vegas attacks offensively. What is the approach defensively? What does Vegas do well, and, and how do they do it? I think it all starts with their block. You know, I mean, part of, you know, the well, and their serve. In the last game, it was their serve. Your first line of defense is your serve. So their ability to go on runs started with serve. And so if they can get us out of system, that's going to be a more advantage of them winning that point. So serving aggressively, but then the next line of defense is their block. I mean, we talked about how long and tall and jumpy they are. They take up a lot of space and force us to hit to Kylie Murr in left back. We didn't really have a lot of other places we could swing just because their block took away a bunch of that area. So it's going to be really important for us to spread pin to pin and not get caught up inside pin where we have to, we have to hit cross court where they can dig us. Um, and then obviously once you set the block in the right spot, if especially if we're out of system, everybody knows where the ball is going to go, makes it a little bit more predictable. They swing. Their defense is set up around that block that's perfectly set up, and then it makes easy transition buckets. I, I, I noticed this thing, and we talked about runs, that it's such a big part. I like I, As a coach, you can't plan runs. <laughs> you hope for them, but they can't be a part of how you, you say, you know how we're going to win this game? We're going to get on some runs, and that's how we're going to do this. But we couldn't get – this Omaha team had difficulty getting certain servers off the line. One of them – Gabby Gonzalez yep. couldn't get her off the line, and interestingly enough, we hear she's not starting. She's not starting, so they, oh get, my, they yeah. get Cad Bell instead. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's not before you throw confetti in there, right? Before you get all excited, uh, that 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 that's that other thing uh, that's about to happen. We'll talk about Cat here in a minute, but <laughs> you here. you simply can't make those. You can't put those into your game plan. You hope that your servers have good nights. Who are the servers that when you look at Vegas, you go, you know what? These are the ones most likely to get on a run and cause some problems. If I remember right, I want to say that uh, Maddox went on a couple service runs. Hippe went on a couple service runs. Um, and then Gonzalez was the biggest one. And they had somebody come off the bench and give them yep, a Yep, and that was uh, Paulina Perito Cerami. Yeah, came off the bench, gave him a real good run. Um and again, the the depth of Vegas took a step up. <laughs> they got deeper with the return of Cat Davis. Cat Bell, Cat Bell, Cat Bell. Cat Ball, sorry. Yep. Um, to get it, get it, give the folks some description of who Cat is. Well, for us Husker fans, she plays in Texas. <laughs> plays or came from Texas. Yeah. Um, eight-year pro, San Diego, California, was a national champion. Um, 2012, she was at Texas from 2011 to 2014. Um, 30 years old. She had been playing in China, same place that Hristina was, um, but was a little beat up when she came back, so they gave her a little bit of a break. So she'll be starting an outside hitter. So she adds 
height, number one, she's taller than Gabby Gonzalez. She has a little bit more bounce. Um, she's got a fantastic vertical. Granted, I'm assuming she still has a great vertical. Um, that, I remember watching her in Texas. I mean, she could sky. Yeah. Um, and she's very, she's very physical. She's a power outside. Like, she's a terminating outside where Maddox was a terminating outside in that last match. But I think Maddox now becomes more of your, like, ball control smart player. And Bell moves into that, like, H1, I'm a terminator place. It's interesting that you mentioned that, that, that their ability to move and be fluid. Their ability for you can't isolate anybody. You can't pick on anybody. You don't really get a matchup advantage. Right. No matter what the rotation is, you have to keep it moving, and everybody has to produce. There's a there's a player on Vegas that I don't want to say she was a nuisance, but she was a nuisance. She was an absolute. Molly McCage had an exceptional night in Omaha. She did. What does she do that that that's so irritating to to, to Omaha? Well, I think the funny part is. She has a great connection connection with Glass Childress, and Alicia just finds her. You know, there is one of those things where in serve-receive, they didn't set her a ton out of serve-receive, but in transition, they found her. And if you're a middle, you know how hard you have to work to be, be available and attack out of transition every single time. It's hard to do. And so you're blocking one way, you're transitioning, you're attacking somewhere else. So her ability to not only get off the net, but then also get up for an attack and be available for Childress every time was huge. Um, and she's, and the level of play. Let's talk about how fast this goes. This, this volleyball at the professional level is so fast. That means that she's working even twice as hard as what people are probably in their minds thinking. It's pretty phenomenal, actually. They, had, they have their own go-go gadget that just stretches and bends and, and fits into places. Elaine uh, Van Buskirk just was all over the place. Every inch of the floor, she covered it all. Oh, yeah, she's a, another great middle blocker for them. She'll start again. I'm going to try to make sure I get her name right today. Van Buskirk, I'm ready. <laughs> I think I actually said it against Grand Rapids. <laughs> I, was, I was a match off. Van Buskirk, I struggled with her last time. Um, she was another, another middle who they got really involved in transition. And if you look at their two middles, they're long-legged, high-jump-looking middles. Man. So they're off the net. They could be blocking on the outside pin, pin, and they're getting to their X spot, which is like their transition spot, in three steps from over by the pin. It's, it's phenomenal. And, and they all have their short footworks when they need it. They, just, they know how to be available for attack. Yeah, and they're quick off the floor, and they're, they're quick back off the floor. Yes. Like to watch the, their second jumps were, were as good as, as, as first jumps. They might have a little bit of fast twitch muscle fiber in them. Ah, a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. The, the, the leader of the, of, on the floor was, was HIPAA. Saskia HIPAA just seemed to be that she was the temperature of the room. She was the thermostat of the room. When they needed her, she stepped up, and she found her way uh, into, into several big points, especially crucial points. Uh, in the in the third and uh, fourth sets, what does she do, and then how does it play out tonight? Well, she's just very experienced, you know, and she knows to stay aggressive through the whole match. I don't know if I did well. She did kind of have a couple of those little dinks right over the top of the block that were so frustrating. But for the most part, she plays kind of a power game. Um, she was another one that could run serves back there. She was super aggressive um, on the front row with her block, but also super aggressive with her attack. She's from Germany, been playing since. 2006, 33 years old. I mean, that experience plays a big part. Yeah, it, it, again, 
as you go up and down the roster, you go through the projected starters, you go through the people that played minutes in Omaha. What we now understand is the level of talent is is diverse. It's it's across the league. No matter who you face, no matter what building you play in, you're going to face some superb high-level talent, and you're going to have to be on your game to do this. We'll throw it to break. When we come back, I want to get into the starting lineup uh, for, the, for the Supernovas, what we're being told. Let's let folks know what to expect as best as we can uh, about what's coming uh, here at the Dollar Loan Center in Las Vegas. Again, I'm DP, Coach Renee Saunders. Uh, we'll throw it to break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Supernovas little starting lineup, the projected starting lineup. We'll have that for you when we get back to the Supernovas Radio Network. The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. About 30 minutes from first serve, Las Vegas, Nevada. Supernovas thrill. And for the record, let's get it right out loud. Saskia Hippe. Hippe. So hip, hip, hippe. Yep. Well, so it's funny because you're like, I've heard hippa. Then I've listened to like the PBS like YouTubes and it's been hippie. So now... I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go camera. just walk over to Coach Flurry and just ask her to clarify for us. Well, generally, so before matches, I'll go and I'll find clips of them introducing themselves. And it's it, – it, it, I go through the same thing. Like some days if you – if I introduce myself, I'm Derek. I'm, I'm, I'm just Derek. But if you talk to people in my family and you ask my sister what my name is, it's Derek. And so I, I often, like, I'm like, wait a minute, how do you say it? <laughs> and I guess it matters whether she thinks folks, folks at home are listening or not. Um, <laughs> all true. Let's go through what we think will be the Supernova starting lineup tonight. I feel pretty confident in this tonight, but okay. I think we're going to see Brooke, our normal Brooke Nunaviller and Betty De La Cruz on the outsides. Um, Brooke back from that ankle injury. It actually looks pretty good despite – the match that they played a couple days ago um and she's moving pretty well betty also looking pretty good looking pretty fresh i was worried about legs after that last match and then traveling and changing time zones and everything else but you know heads up but the uh that was pretty good that guy saved us there we go <laughs> but um they both i mean the team seems to be in pretty good spirits and they seem to be pretty like recovered like i don't feel like they they're tired which is awesome in the middle, um, Christina Vuchkova will be in the middle, and I think they're actually moving her to the M1 position, so she'll be front row with the setter. And then Tori Dixon into the M2, so she'll be up there with um, with Brooke Nunaviller and Jess Shaben. What does that mean for Danielle Hart? What, what's the, what's I the think, idea? I think we're just flipping them, right? So Tori's going to get her shot tonight, and depending on how it goes, Danielle might come in early. She might not come in at all. It'll just depend on how the vibe of the game's going. Um, one thing I told Bird that Grand Rapids match, she managed it outstanding. You know, the, the very first match we had to play Vegas, it goes five. She had to make so many coaching decisions as a first-time head coach that I'm like, okay, we're going to throw you in to the match, and you're going to have to make a ton of really hard decisions in your very first match. Good luck. You know, so second time around, I think that first, it was probably easier coaching decisions, but she did a great job of deciding – when to sub, who to put in. I mean, two times she subbed Paige in to serve, she got aces. 
you know, so I mean, she made a lot of really good management choices in that game. So I think she has a good vibe of like, hey, if we need to sub Danny in, then we're going to sub Danny in. If we need to to not, then we won't. You know, so I think that's going to be at her discretion, and I think that they're very qualified to make that decision. Uh, Jess will be, still be at the opposite. Um, she's just she went crazy in Grand Rapids in set three, and I hope that she can do it again tonight. But the yeah. whole time. Is that, a, is that a, a fair expectation? For her to do it every time? Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to say yes because they're professionals, but I feel like that's kind of like throwing them to the wolves because she went a long time without playing indoor volleyball. Mm -hmm. And so I think she is going to get better and more consistent as the year goes on. But, like, right now she might, like, her first set wasn't great. Second set was good. Third set was outstanding. Fourth set was good. You know, like, you can't expect a player because once you get hot, guess what? They're going to be there blocking you. You know, so I think it's unfair for us as fans to just expect greatness every single time out because the other team's there to stop you from being great. Supernovas just won the toss. I believe they said they were going to receive. Yeah. Perfect. I love. I love it. Love the. You know, here's the move. Here's the thing that happened in Grand in Grand Rapids, and I wanted to ask you. Sydney Hillary was such a big emotional part of this this team and the, the starting group. And another pace setter, right? What what happens to a Sydney Hilly who now has to come off the bench and kind of inject herself in, in moments? You know, I just think it's just a, a different mindset change for her a little bit. I just, again, we're very competitive at the setter spot with two setters that to do that play differently and are really, really good at their job. Mm -hmm. Nadi does have more experience, and I think that that helps her out a lot. The other thing I think Nadi does really well that I've seen here is she does a great job setting our middles, and since that's so important. But Sydney at Wisconsin did a great job setting the middles. So I think it's a matter of her getting comfortable with playing at this level because she's, she's new. I mean, she's not 30 years old playing, playing in the pro league, so she doesn't have the same amount of experience. She's very experienced, mm -hmm. you know, but different experiences. So I think I think – if Nadi's not having a great night, I don't think they hesitate to put Sydney in because it's not like she can't do the job. She's very capable. She's a very good setter. Um, but right now, the coach has made a decision that Nadi's playing better right now, and I think that's respectable as well. I don't think anybody's playing as many minutes and rotations as Kendall White. How She's do, okay, too. Right? Well, that's well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> that, that do you protect? Do you feel the need to protect at some point just to give her – breaks or do you just let her go i think you let her go i mean she's not jumping like the middles and the pins are i think that makes a big difference so her legs are a little bit better i mean we're the top passing team in the league right now yeah and she's a big part of that having brooke back on the court also a big part of that so knowing that we have so many players that can pass the ball and serve receive makes us dangerous no matter who we're playing which is why you're seeing these five set matches like it's not like we're getting beat in three or four like, we're going five because if you can pass and you can serve, you're going to be in every single match. When you learn to finish, that's that's when it gets real fun. There's no player in the league serving as well as, as, as Betty. And the numbers are just crazy good, right? What's happening with Betty that is allowing her not only to have that continued run success, but to be doing it at such a level, higher level than everybody else in the league. God, she has 16 aces through four matches. She had back-to-back -back matches with six aces in each one. She was getting two aces per rotation serving, which is unheard of. Um, 
you know how we talk about teams like you know who has that server so like when gabby went back gonzalez goes back to serve against us when we played vegas last time you know in the back of our heads we were like we took a big deep yeah, breath we're like yeah, okay here we okay, go hopefully hopefully we we side out right away with her because she keeps getting runs right and then gabby gonzalez goes back she's like i'm gonna get runs on you because i've done it every time back here betty de la cruz has the same impact on a match yeah she goes back to serve the other teams like oh god here we go yeah. right and if yeah. she misses they they look like they just won the match you know so she has that presence to impact a match at a whole different level on the service line um and and that's tough that's that's tough to compete against it, it was because it's up here too yeah and it was it, it changed the match i'll ask you what what's the mindset how do you what's the conversation you would have with Paige Briggs as she tries to stay hot she tries to stay connected she tries to stay elevated I don't think I need to have a I think she is in a really good headspace to come off the bench after starting a match going in for Brooke when she got hurt the match before that she has confidence she believes she belongs she knows that she's where she should be she's a very present kid like I don't think she's worried about missing I don't think she's worried about a bunch of stuff. Like, I think she just goes out there and she's like, I belong here. And then she serves up an ace. You know, so I think I think she's probably in a great headspace that's ready to go in if somebody gets hurt. But she's also very ready to come in and make an impact on the service line. What 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 is the thing when you look down the bench and see Paige? At what moment of the game, what situation in the game do you want her out there? I think it kind of depends on the score. You know, I mean, if it's a 15-15 game... And I think that maybe we could get on a two, three-point run at that moment. That would be a great time for a two, three-point run. It's going to be fantastic. We'll go a little bit. We'll, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll kind of get your keys to the game and then get all set up for the anthem and the starting lineup. We'll do all of that. Derek Pearson, Coach Renee Saunders, the Supernovas Radio Network. The Supernovas Radio Network is live. This is the Omaha Supernovas pregame show brought to you by Mullen Motors. We're about 10 minutes uh, from first serve. Uh, celebrity sightings, of course, there's some proclamations going on for, for Las Vegas. Uh, the ownership here, uh, some community leadership. And then, of course, uh, the cameo appearance of... <laughs> Mr. Carr's in the building. It's not Jordan Love. No, it's not. It's not Jordan Love. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome if it was, though. Yeah, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. I'm just a little show, biased. Just showing your colors, Coach Saunders. Just showing your You know colors. what the first song they played when they turned the the sound system on was today? What was that? Taylor Swift Karma. See? <laughs> <laughs> She's still impacting Las Vegas. I just don't coach. <laughs> I don't understand why that? people are upset. It's called Karma. What's it called? Yeah, like I don't. I don't I, even know what the name of the song is. I just know she says Karma. Well, you're a coach. You're a coach. You're around it. You're around those people. You're around the students. You're around the young. I know people. my players would be so upset that I don't know Taylor Swift songs. Is that the only one you know the name of? Oh, I don't even think that's the name of it. I just know they say it. <laughs> 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 it's funny. There seems to be a little bit of a rebellion against Taylor Swift. There's a little Taylor Swift hate going on since the whole Travis Kelsey thing but in why? the high school ranks. But why? Because, uh, you know, I think it's easy to hate a winner. She's, she's really good at what she does. Maybe that's it. I mean, jealousy, maybe. I mean, like we all knew Annoyed. about Giselle yeah. when the, when Tom was the guy. Like we we knew who Aaron Rodgers was dating all the time. Like, why does it matter? 
it's 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 something to talk about. Look at us. We're talking about it. Well, I mean, you know, again, if, if, if somebody on here was dating a celebrity, I mean, we talked about it in the first game, opening night. Hey, is so-and-so going to be in the building because they're dating somebody yeah. on the team? It's just a part of it, and I think we're okay Well, we were it. talking about because it was Jordan Love. And as a <laughs> Packers fan, that's an important thing to know if he's going to be in the building. You know. This is going to be fun. This is a fun arena. Well. Except for they turn the lights off during our warm-up. They do that often. You'll, you'll notice if you're on the stream. They need to stop the clock. Well, they're playing the, the, the highlights from the visit to Omaha. Well, and they're bringing them out. During you know, full, full on. Full this on. Is, <laughs> this is awesome. Well, it, it's Nothing like welcome to Las Vegas and we're going to turn off the lights during your warm-up. Well, <laughs> see, I'm old school. I remember the running Rebels of Vegas when they would turn. They were the first that I can remember turning the lights off for introductions because they had it so good. So, the shark. so they're going to bring them out. They've got a nice little fog and mist thing happening. Uh, yeah, we'll go through. It's their first home game, so they're probably still figuring all the timing out because the warm-ups are together, so they should be hitting when we're hitting. But, hey, whatever. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm just trying to get... <laughs> Some idea of the crowd, right? Because you're 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 ten minutes plus from first first serve. Uh, the crowd's still trying to filter its way in, um, and then it's that opening night angst of everybody who's working here, <laughs> who's never done a pro volleyball game in this building. So there's a lot of that going on. All right, there's a lot going on. Let's go through it. <laughs> Give me three keys to the game, Coach, things that we need to pay attention to. Oh, man. Number one, stop runs. We've got to do that. This is the team that exploited that the most with us, so it's super important that we stop runs. Number two, we have to do a great job on McCage, Maddox, and Hippe. Those were the three that hurt us the most. I feel like every team in this league has a three-headed monster. That's theirs. Um, and the third is, as every match, we must win first contact. So serve and pass is going to be important. Last time we played them, we won the serve and pass game, didn't finish. I think we're going to see a different team tonight. I, I don't know. I called them Road Warriors last time because of how they fought in Grand Rapids, and I really hope to see that live today in Vegas. How important is it as a coach to these players to have the road trip, to go and get out of your norm um, and spend time being human with each other? I think it's awesome. I think the more time you spend together, the better. I mean, anything from going to a coffee shop to going out to lunch. I think they went to the Strip yesterday and had lunch on a patio by Paris, you know, just like they're just doing doing things together. I think I think I saw some of them might have went to the spa and the hotel. Um, some of them had a Bible study today. I mean, they're getting to know each other at different levels, which only builds the team. And so the more they build the team, the better. How much of, of, of the mindset is, hey, opening night again, opening night and somebody else is building? You don't like and there is some payback in mind right that listen, they came in and stole a win in omaha you kind of need to get even and to get right with yeah things. i mean i feel like this whole league is going to be teams giving other teams payback from a week before because it's just so even in every single way it's going to be fun to see it's going to be fun to see how we respond after just playing them a week ago what i mean how quickly can can change happen right that you both rosters while while close to same, different starting lineups, right? How much how much of a difference is that to make? And are here's the other part of that. 
are both teams at their apex as far as the lineups and the talent that they have available to it's them? It's still early. I mean, if we were in April, I would think we'd be talking about, like, we're set. Like, yeah. we're set. We know our lineups. We know exactly what we're doing. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think Vegas is there yet. Um, I think Vegas had their first game, were like, super hype when they were in Omaha. Now they're going to have first game at home hype. It's just, you know, it's still volleyball. Still 900 square feet on each side. It's still six professional athletes going at each other. You know, it's, it's a fun environment. It's going to be an exciting night. If I asked you to pick one player to watch on each roster, who would it be? Who, who for Vegas do you need to have eyes on to tell you how this night's going to how this story is going to unfold. I mean, I want to see Cat Bell because we didn't see her last time. So I want to see the impact she makes because we saw what they look like with Gabby Gonzalez. Now mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how they look with Cat Bell mm-hmm. and go from there. And on the other side with the Supernovas, who's who, who, who has your eyes? It'll be, let's see how Naughty does back-to-back days. Let's see if Betty can get going in the front row. Her hitting efficiency has been okay she's had a couple good games couple lower games but betty on the service line is what i'm watching for can betty get runs for us and can we stop their runs how do you get betty going at the net though give her the ball right i mean and and there's no (laughs) but there's no i mean as as much as we say that right betty's betty's gotta betty's gotta be betty you know if she can swing she will if she can't get a swing then she's got to find other ways to score um but Betty's smart, and when when the pressure's on, Betty does a good job of putting the ball away. I, I was talking to one of the, one of the Nebraska coaches, volleyball coaches, and he said, "Yeah, when it comes to Betty, it's kind of like a home run hitter. You just have to let them get up there and take their cuts. Uh, you're okay with them missing a few, but once they get it going and start making contact, it changes everything. Is that true for Betty? Yeah, I use new team, new people around her. She's got to get used to playing with them." Betty was one of the top point getters in Athletes Unlimited this this past season. So I think hers is just going to be a matter of time. You know, obviously playing that time, her body might be a little tired too. So I think just reestablishing connections, finding her identity on this team is going to be important for her. And it's not going to happen overnight, and I think she's still probably working on it. But but she's a great player, one of the most respected players in the in the biz. I'm watching Nia Reed, and she seems a little bouncer tonight. She does, doesn't she? <laughs> it, it must be the elevation here. <laughs> I don't like it. Just you just know when you watch people go through through the hitting lines, it just they're just moving different, and that's always a good sign. We'll throw the break when we come back. Uh, we will have the, the the anthem, starting lineups, all of that, and then first serve. It should it's starting to build up. It's starting to feel like game night in full. I'm DP, Coach Renee Saunders, Rico, Harrison Arns, 93.7 The Ticket, Supernovas Radio Network. Get the app. You can get the ticket app. You can get the Supernovas app. Load them up, and they'll carry and go with you everywhere. Supernovas, volleyball action from Las Vegas coming up.